Hello and welcome to BakaCast, episode 391. I'm your, I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. Hello. And Ben. What's up? Uh, and we are here today to talk, continue to talk about the uh, summer 2019 anime season. And as always, you can find show notes at www.projectharihi.net or, or at audioentropy.com. Um, that said, uh, before we begin with this, I do think it would be pretty weird, uh, given our site's history, to not mention the... Uh, of at least not briefly mention the events that took place um, sort of between our last recordings uh, while like while I was on vacation. Um, I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast probably already knows about the Kyoto animation arson attack. Um, yeah, I just feel like it would be weird to not mention it at all here. Uh, it's is a horrible thing that happened, um, made even more horrible by the fact that Kyoto Animation was, by all accounts, fairly unusual um, and progressive for a animation studio, um, deliberately hiring um, uh, young uh, young female animators uh, and training them up in house. Um, uh, to a more frequent extent that than any other. Uh, animation studio did as well as actually paying their uh, employees a salary as opposed to per drawing uh, and also offering maternity leave so like aside from the shockingly high human cost and also cost to uh, the art that was already created and the art that was going to be created um, it's also just a huge tragedy that it happened to a work environment that by all accounts was one of the few that wasn't basically a sweatshop. Uh, and I desperately hope that so at some point in the near future, Kyoto Animation is not going to be a, uh, a, a, an exception that proves the rule. Um, because God, we really need more animators to not be treated like garbage. So, you know, we can actually have more animators, you know, want to stay in this field and create good stuff. Cause like you can't run the industry like this for so long and not have the art suffer for it. You know, I, I think you've said enough and I just... We all grieve for the loss, and not only the losses to the families, but just the loss to the art in general. I mean, there's talent there that can never be replaced. There's a great article on Sakagaboro about the history of Kyoto animation. I don't know the... I don't have a link to it, but it's there somewhere. Um bummed out. I guess the going back to the light at the end of the tunnel was the recent discovery of a server that was up and operational and protected from the smoke and water damage. Not knowing what all was on it, anything that was on it uh, is 
a bonus because from the articles I read, uh, all of the paper artwork and most of the storyboards and everything else are gone. It, it it's a good thing that those people's work will at least survive in one way. Well, I mean, besides what's out there for us to view production wise, their their work that they were working on looks like part of that. If uh, they won't say how much, but it looks like part of their work was saved. Uh, yeah. So I think that about. Uh, does it for for our input L- like i said uh before i think um this was covered in in more detail uh better than we could really ever do well, by other publications like ann and forbes and uh japan times so yeah and um i mean there's the just given our site's history i think it, it would be yeah it, it was and, appropriate for us to say you know something and since it's project harhi if you if you look the lead actors and actresses from Har he have made their own personal feelings known on the subject so uh, we're not going to quote those either here yeah uh, also um, Kyoto Animation uh, is now officially accepting donations um, and they even have uh, English instructions um, about how to um, donate directly and how to do a direct bank transfer to them um you can uh, I'll link the Crunchyroll article um, for that because it's fairly detailed about uh, different methods that they're accepting donations. Um, I'm, I'm sure those will all still be up by the time this episode gets posted. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're feeling like it, definitely check that out. Um, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Uh, so with that out of the way... Um, Let's go ahead and talk about, uh, <laughs> there is literally no segue I could do to not make this awkward, yeah. uh, but let's talk about One Punch Man. <laughs> the final, why did we have this episode episode? Yeah, it sort of, it sort of finishes up, uh, it sort of finishes up the arc, kind of, but leaves a whole lot hanging. Uh, yeah, I mean, hanging is not even a good yeah. word. It's, uh, it's kind of like halfway through, somebody lost the script, so they ad-libbed the other half. Yeah, it would be like a fine mid-season ending, but to have it be like the end of the current season, like, it's so underwhelming. Like, it's cool that Saitama punched the big centipede real good, but like it, it's not really an ending to any of this arc, really. Like, right. it's, it's no conclusions. It's just yeah, because right, because the the whole point is that like yeah, it, it, like it ends with Garo being taken away by the monsters, and uh, you know, and and the whole thing is is that like. His interactions with the monsters are like that are that are like like that were in the manga. Those were the best parts and the parts that I was so looking forward to. We we they didn't have space to get to. <sighs> well, yeah, you know, I... we commented throughout the twelve episodes that One Punch Man was 
there seemed to be a lack of logical progression through it, and that some of those episodes could have actually been, you know, uh, half of what they were. So I think in a, I don't know if they were stalling for time or fluffing or leaving us with a big cliffhanger or whatever, but I, I was kind of hoping to see more One Punch Man than I saw in the 12 episodes that we just watched. Yeah, it it would have been nice to have... The, the pacing in this season was just, like, thoroughly messed up kind of the whole way through. Like, it easily could have... All this could have been easily done a lot, a lot faster. It would have made a lot of parts not feel nearly as draggy as they did. Uh, and ultimately would have led to a a way more fun experience for me. Like... Enjoyable. There were certain parts that they dragged out way too long. Yeah, it, it this 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 stab at it was not enjoyable. It was okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Twenty three minutes. I learned seven minutes worth of stuff and got the rest of it. Kind of, it should have been an infomercial on some of those episodes. Well, I think episode twelve wasn't that bad. I think episodes ten, eleven could have been just one episode. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's the. I think that's and, where the and, real. And, and then you could. And then you could have got your long, drawn out, Garo yelling at the monsters sequence, which you probably may get next season, whenever that's supposed to be. Yeah, seeing as how like a different studio is handling this now, it's you know because they they move production, they move the product, they like uh, JC staff took over the production uh, for this season. Uh, and who knows when the hell they're going to come up with uh, season three. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, honestly, I, I've been trying to defend JC staff here, no, but they, if this if this is the result we're going to get, like, if Madhouse won't take it, give it back, give it to, like, I don't know, UFO table. <laughs> uh, I mean, even Sunrise. Anybody, uh, production IG. Yeah. You know? Now the problem the problem was is that the uh, the original director was uh, busy doing other stuff and they couldn't get it. Yeah, because uh, right because like the let's see the original director uh, let's see Natsume Shingo he was the guy who directed season one. Uh, this year he was doing Boogie Pop, which was good. Well, you know, One Punch Man went from the most impressive for season one to One Punch Man ain't what he used to be. I think, yeah, I think the story, I think the story was good, but uh, it wasn't structured well. And I'm still looking. I don't see. I have not seen any announcements for a third season. I mean, the way they left it, they right. Well, I give the last episode a three, and I'm going to be generous and give the whole season a three. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give. Let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna give the last episode. Well, I'm gonna give the last episode a four, and the season as a whole a four. Uh, it's just the 
let's see, like, episodes 10, 11, I think it deserved a three. Uh, I don't recall what I gave them. I, I don't know. I guess that maybe my standards are too high on that, or maybe I got spoiled from a decent first season. See, my, my thing about seasons is is they should improve with each season, not decline. Uh, yeah, this definitely wasn't as good as the first season. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, if season three comes out and it's like season one, okay, yeah, I'll be happy. If I, well, season three comes out and it's worse than this one, I'm going to be really upset. Well, yeah, I don't know what the production's going to be like for season three, but, like, the story that they're heading into is actually some of the most interesting stuff because... Uh, and how many times have we watched interesting story turned into... I mean, I'm I'm with you, Ben. It, it's 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 great story if they tell the story and decide that they're not gonna hack and cut and cut and run with it like they've done on a few things, like that uh, uh, first episode or whatever uh, that you had me uh-huh. watch that dumped you into the middle of the game without telling you what was going on. Oh yeah, I mean, Ari Ferretta. Ari yeah. Ferretta. That was like some of the worst the worst story structure I've ever seen. Yeah, so, I mean, they could take a good story like that and One Punch Man and turn it in. I mean, we've seen it done. So, uh, I, I, I am trying, I, I, I'm patiently holding my breath, okay? Uh, well, yeah, like... I know. <laughs> yeah, but, well, okay, JC Staff, on their worst day, is not as, is not as bad as A.S. Reed. I'll, I'll give them that. Well, it's still, it, it's the studio, but, you know, depending on what the directing crew is and the editing crew is and the storyboard crew is, I mean, you know, we've even seen good quality studios turn out clinkers. Of course, then again, they didn't have much material to work with. This is somebody that's going to have a lot of material to work with if they do it right. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we beat that dog up. Next. So, uh, what kind of what kind what stuff have you seen, Larry? Gramblem two and three. Oh yeah, Grandbelm. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of interested in. I'm actually kind of liking the show. I'm although the the mechs are le- weird. Well, and I'm getting less confused. Episode one was a dump in. Episode two started explaining. Episode three. Uh, left with a uh, cliffhanger. So, but I'm beginning to understand that you know it. This is all a a. Um, you you got one person who wants to win and get all the magic in the world. You want one person who wants to win and destroy all the magic in the world. You got one person that wants to win and take the magic to heal her sister. And then you've and then you've got the person the person in the, in the with the pink hair and the and the cute white. Uh, yeah. Mech, who's not sure what she's doing, but she wants to do something. Oh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, Dusty is having some technical problems. That's, uh, I think that's, uh, that's being polite for what I'm seeing on my screen. Yeah. Um, uh. but it's, it's, it's laying out in a logical sense, and we're finally get. I think we're to the point where by the end of episode three, I think all the main characters have finally been introduced. Not sh- pretty sure what everybody's after, but not quite sure how they're going to get to it. And that's not bad after three episodes. 
There's been some stuff we watched that six episodes in, we were still weren't sure who all was in it and what all was going to happen next. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, I know I'm going to keep watching it. Um, yeah. What else? Right. We, what, yeah. What else? So yeah. So yeah. For for the uninitiated, it Grand Bell is basically like uh, it's like Fate Stay Night. In that about you know basically about a you know battle royale between mages, except instead of servants, they have these magic powered mechs. In any of the uh, any of the websites have a relatively decent write up on uh, the premise of it. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing is that like when I started watching it, I had no idea what the show was going to be about. Oh, I'm getting to the point after some things that we've watched that I try to at least find a write-up. I don't usually watch previews unless I'm really questioning it. Then I watch the preview just to see what the preview tells me or doesn't tell me. But uh, this one, I was kind of, okay, magic disappeared from the world. Okay. Uh, good morning, sir. I might be back. Hello. Oh, yeah, we, well, we, were just talking about, we were just talking about Grand Belm. Yeah, we we were killing time. Okay, you... that's that's fine. I don't I don't I'm probably gonna leave most of the talking for you to you because I don't know if I can really make this work. Well, today. why don't you, why don't you do fruits baskets and Firestone? Uh, get as far as you can, and then you know we can end it early if we've got to. Yeah, it's 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 immediately dying again. I caught like half of what you were saying. Uh... <sighs> you know, I think I need to get about two miles. Yeah, I don't. Two I'm... miles of cat cable and run a cable from your house to Aaron's house, and then you won't have any problems. You can hog his yeah, internet. God, I I would run a cable if like I wasn't concerned that the dogs would chew on it or trip on it or my mom would trip on it because I'd have to run a cable all the way from my computer to my dad's router. Like, God. Um, well, probably okay. thirty feet away, at least thirty, forty feet away. Okay, I, I know um, this is this is probably the wrong, but it, can you go either high or low, or do you have to go at floor level? Uh, floor level. Okay. Um, I, I've looked into doing like um the sort of uh the power outlet and, thing, and... but I've heard that can get really muddy and then may not be a viable solution for me especially if you're on two if the rooms are on two different circuits because usually going through the circuit breakers has a tendency to make everything upset well look you're talking now let's do fruits basket and if you disappear we'll we'll ben and i have learned how to tap dance after all these years <laughs> yeah <clears throat> okay um yeah i'll i guess i'll i'll talk about fruits basket real quick uh while i have a connection here Oh, this is going to be a wonderful thing to edit. Um, yeah, so Fruits Basket episodes, God, uh, 13 to 17, so many, so many episodes. Yep. Um, let's see, I'm Thir trying to remember where we start off Thir here. 13 stars, uh, 13 starring the snake. Oh yeah, stars, it stars the snake. Um, I like his gimmick of being just the most dramatic person in, in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like how he's one of the few people who can really actually get under Yuki's skin mm -hmm. um, and just really irritate him. Well, it's not surprising considering, considering that he's Yuki's brother. Well, and the other thing is, is uh, 
Portoro, she she doesn't know any better, and so he uses her for a hiding spot, not realizing that when he's hiding, he's also looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, he clearly knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's like, yeah, it's like some of what he does, it's like, dude, really? Really? Uh, but other stuff, yeah. You know, uh, but other stuff, other 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 times though, it's like he's sort of trying to connect with Yuki and trying to make up for his mistakes. Uh, but it, but kind of mostly failing. Although Toru, in the end, sort of like appreciates what he's trying to do. You know, and and yeah, like, and Shigure is being Shigure is kind of being supportive. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it feels like every time we're introduced to a new member of this family, we begin to learn that aside from the Doctor and Momiji, uh, Yuki and Kyo really are the most well-adjusted of the group <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um. Well, there's. Let's see. Yeah, so episode thirteen, it, it was decent. I, I like I like the snake well enough. He's fun. Well, there's, there, um, there's episode the, fourteen gets there was the cow. really friggin' the cow, dark. The cow wasn't too bad, although he had a, he has his weird moments. But like half the time he's half the time he's pretty cool. Yeah, the the memories episode on how to handle memories. Yes, right. So right, that was episode thirteen, and no, episode fourteen. Oh, wait. The one about oh yeah, memories. Episode fourteen is where it's revealed that uh, Momiji's mother grew to hate him. Oh yeah. Uh, so Hajime and got her memories removed, yep. which is a real messed up thing to say to your child. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's the thing is, it, it, it's sort of that's what it, that's one of the things I appreciated is that. It really explores the impl- the implications of the Soma curse on family dynamics, because it's like, okay, anytime like a mother is like you know is like you know hugging her son, it, it he turns into an animal, and <laughs> yes, yeah, some some women just cannot handle that. Well, and it's like. Um... His run-in with the with the woman who got Kana, who got married. I mean, she she just couldn't handle. She wanted to be with him, but every time she wanted to be affectionate, he turned into whatever he turned into. And then I I think the uh, the visit to her mom and the celebrations that came from it. It's. I don't remember Japanese being that rambunctious in a in a uh, graveyard. Yeah, well, <laughs> Toru and Toru and her friends are uh, uh, not typical Japanese people. Not even close. And it's and it's all the and uh, life is all the better for it. And we've lost Dustin again. Uh, I can still oh. kind of hear you. Okay. Um, I just wasn't talking because it was so choppy, uh, but. 13 and 14 were fine, but where what got really strong for me was episodes 15 through 17, which is a fantastic series of episodes 
that goes into not only Toru's mother's history, but also Toru's history with Uo-chan. Um, and we get a lot of her, and turns out, yeah, Uo-chan is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was Well, that was episode 16 and 17. Episode 15 was, like, sort of revisiting... Uh, you know, revisit. Uh, you know, was about was about like. Uh, well, you had the snake show up again. You had the snake show up again, uh, and so there was some of that. It, it was about like Hattori processing. You know, his feelings about seeing, you know, Kana getting married to another man. Oh right, yeah, because okay. the snake yeah. went to the wedding and brought back a picture. For some reason, I thought fifteen started delving into yeah. Toru's history. I, no, I, it, it all it, uh, when you watch five episodes at once, everything starts blending yeah. together. And, yeah. and to let you know, and to let you know right now, while we've been talking, I'm watching seventeen, so I can I can do seventeen too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, episode seventeen sort of finishes up finishes up like the uh, the uh, the uh, Wochan flashback, and. Uh, yeah, and like Woe's story is it's amazing. It's it's credible too. Yeah, it yeah, it's like you know, you got like <clears throat> Yeah, cuz like you have Woe, you know, it shows like you know, you know, it shows like, you know, actually, you know, the delinquent lifestyle is not all it's cracked up to be. It's Kind of painful. Well, I can see now why she says that uh, uh, Toru saved her. Oh yeah, she was heading. She was heading in a direction that would have been very, very bad. Yeah, I I do like how much this these ep- these episodes add to Uo's character, Utani's character, and uh, also how. Because previously we had really only gotten a little bit of information on what Toru's mother was like. Uh, here we get a lot more um, as we're going to start to understand better why Toru was so attached to her uh, and why her friends hold her mom in such high regard. Yeah. So it was nice to get that. Yeah. The, yeah, this this run of episodes was... This run, this run of episodes was great. I'm giving them fives. Yeah, I uh, especially, especially absolutely, especially how she you blows her friends off at the restaurant. Oh yeah, right. Because like yeah, they they have like these like sort of these bits about these like wannabe delinquents who just who are you know keep on like trying to challenge Uotani to a fight, and and she is just not having it, and they just and they just do not measure up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think um, I'm gonna see if I can get this connection issue fixed. Uh, so while I do that, would you like? Would you all like to talk about Copcraft? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Go at it. I'm gonna see if I can fix this internet connection problem. So yeah. So Copcraft has a pretty. I mean, like, the story is really interesting, the characters are really interesting, and really likable, but, uh, but, like, like, episode three and, episodes three and four are... I have not watched four, so we're gonna have to talk about, you Well, okay, 
But okay, yeah, but no. well, you can, I guess, because I'll just watch four and know what. Yeah, you well, I, I, well, basically, yeah, episode four sort of finishes up the arc, you know, that was that had been going on for the first three episodes, but it finishes okay. up at like, 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 uh, like a third of the way through the episode, and then the rest of the episode mm-hmm. starts the starts the next arc. So I won't talk about that part. Okay, but it's kind of weird that an uh, that an arc stops. Like that, an, that like an, an arc ends and a new arc begins in the middle of an episode. They usually don't see that. It's a sign that, yeah, it, it's it's not a good structure, and it, it's well, especially problematic because episode three was like so rushed. Yeah, I mean, because you got like. So- well, I, for the moment there, I thought that he had actually killed her until she finally sat up and said, "Oh no, I just nicked my sword." But you know, the to find out that the police chief and everybody else was in on this, and what the purpose of the bomb is, and what they were going to use the bomb for, and or planning on still using the bomb for, yeah, bomb. Right? Bomb. Yeah, because like, because okay, because like, yeah, if I was. You know, if I was writing, if I was like, you know, I think the proper way to do this thing, to adapt this thing, would be like, okay, so, right, so you had like, so like the first half of episode three, yeah, you had like, uh, uh, let's see, Tilarna, the, the elf, the elf chick, uh, mm-hmm. going off, you know, sort of going off, you know, trying to, you know, sort of trying to take on... Trying to catch the bad guys by herself, and uh, you know, but then you know, but then uh, Mataba, the cop, you know, like he 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 follows, you know, he he uh, he follows and catches up with her and helps her out, and and so like they take down the, uh, you know, they take down like the, uh, you know, the the criminal, they take down yeah. like they take down the they criminal get everybody. They get everybody but the uh, magical uh, sorcerer, right. and he's the one that's got the bomb now. Right. After the police chief throws him the keys to the car and says, here, take off. Right. Yeah, it, yeah you could have it like... Yeah, but yeah. They, they ended it with them chasing him, but not, so you're telling me in episode four they catch him. Uh, or not? They get, well, okay. they get to the ferry. They get to the, they, they, they stop the bomb anyway. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll I'll go from there, and and instead of calling her an elf, I think we should call her a magical knight because right. she is. Yeah, she's she's a de- she's a defender of the, and I I got a feeling by the way she reacted when she saw the fairy finally that she knows the fairy well. Uh, yeah, that's they go into that in episode okay. four. Okay, well, uh, but right. Yeah. It, it's yeah, but like like the second half of episode three should have been episode four, uh, or like the second half of episode three and the first third of episode four should have been episode four. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating because like the potential was there in the story, but it could have they they just they could have structured it better and. Well, and it's it's interesting. Also, the it we got introduced in episode one to uh, Cecile K's ex, and that 
kind of on again, off again relationship that they seem to have. It's like, oh yeah, you got a new partner. Well, you know, bring him back alive. And she's like, so what's she do? Well, she's my ex. Oh, oh, huh? Yeah. Well, there'll yeah. be more of her in episode four. Yeah. Well, oh, something I to look forward to. So, uh, uh, I, I so far of one, two, and three, what I have seen, I, I will give them all fours. Um, even though even though it was messed up, I'll give them fours. Well, yeah, episode two, I'm going to give a four. Episode three, I'm going to give a three. Just because I just, for me, yeah, I know. for me, structure is king. Well, this one, I was enjoying the action and I was trying to get to the end of it to figure out if she was dead or not. Which would kind of made no sense why you can't kill off the lead character. You know, I mean, there was a body and it wasn't moving and, oh, no, she couldn't be dead. But then again, I expected her to maybe glow or something and, and, well, other problem, other problem is that episode three, the action is very poorly animated and choreographed. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Which is another, which is another area where like where like the anime fails to live up to the story's potential which is why I downgraded it so which I is why I only gave it a three because like the story's still interesting and like yeah like and showing like the uh like the chief's motivations for well basically being the bad guy is like okay well, it's understandable difficult. even if it's wrong but it's understandable it's like, this will all never work, and I'm not going to even wait to see if it'll work. I'm just going to change it right now. Yeah. Huh. Over. Uh, we're still without Dusty, I see. How about dumbbells? Yeah, we could do dumbbell... Hang on a second. What did we do last time? Yeah, we did one and two last time. We could do dumbbell three and four this time. Where we we get interested, get introduced to the uh, the uh, teacher. Yeah, <laughs> sen- sen- sensei. Oh yeah, she's a. Tr- <laughs> well, do, 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 she's funny. The last time, the last time you would have heard sensei doing a character, at least stuff that I know that you have watched, uh, would have been Subasa Hanikawa in uh, any of the more Monogatari series. Oh, that was her. That's, Holy that's, crap. Yes, that's that's Yui Hori. Yes, that is. Yeah, uh, Yui has been voicing a li- wide range of characters lately, but the last time you would have heard her would have been as uh, Sabasa Hanikawa. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's. Um, <sighs> the. It, I have to admit, his way of getting people to join the barbell thing, the dumbbell thing, is like, you know, flex the muscles, everybody's here. Oh, yeah, hi, I'm joining. He He's a walking, talking, recruiting poster. Yes, sir, I can hear you, sort of. All right, good. See if this is more stable. Okay, yeah. well, we're, we're, just, we're just finishing up on dumbbell three and four. <laughs> nope, it super isn't. It immediately failed. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, we can still hear you, though. Sort of. Okay. No, forget it. <sighs> yeah. Man. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It, 
I'm well, I'm still enjoying I'm still enjoying uh, dumbbells. It's I mean, and especially since what what I lo- what I like about it is the character dynamics because like yeah like like yeah. the main character like sort of the lens through which you see these things going on is uh is Sakura and she is just so relatable it hurts yeah and so you have the uh, the blonde who who enjoys eating and then all of a sudden realizes that nothing fits. You have the wealthy girl who's into bodybuilding. You have the uh, daughter of the uh, boxing arena owner and the teacher. And then we got one more to add. There's 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 a uh, there's yeah. a third. There's a there's a last party to add. But yeah, their dynamics and it's like you know there's these little things about the exercising and the eating <clears throat> and. You know, she's like, oh, well, no, don't eat it this way. Eat it this way because you can get the same nutritional value and not pile on the kilos. It's like, it, it, it's all, you know, it's, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, it's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, this uh, is, this is, anyway, good. I'm giving these episodes fours. Yeah, sir. I can, I can agree with giving all, all the uh, dumbbell episodes fours. Yes, uh, especially like I said, the the uh, instructor slash recruitment department, and boy, he kind of appears everywhere, doesn't he? What's 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 kind of funny is 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 how like like they lean into like how ridiculous his whole body transformation is because it's like mm-hmm. it's like one minute. <laughs> One minute, like, he's, like, he's, like, you know, he's, like, bursting out of his tracksuit to, yes. you know, do a muscle pose. And then, like, and then, like, the next minute, you can visibly see his body shrink. Yes. I, 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 it's, I, I, I like the gimmick. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh. They're, they're, how they exercised on the beach when they found out that the ocean was closed to swimming, uh, that was also interesting. Uh-huh. But you've got, uh, yeah, you've got uh, that. Also, as far as the cast goes, you have an interesting cast there, too. Especially uh, Hibiki's voice actress. This is something new for her, but... Uh, she she uh, she's done a couple of uh, promotional videos with herself in it, and yeah, she almost. It, there's you remember there's times I've wondered, you know, do you make the character and then find the voice actor or actress to match, or do you look at the voice actor or actress and derive the character from them? And looking at this, it, it could run either direction. <laughs> Let's give Fire Force two episodes two through three a shot. See if we can. Uh, my internet will let me talk about those. Sure. Um, I uh, I really like these episodes for the most part. Um, I d- don't really care for like the girl who fights like a cat. Um, the basic idea about her fighting style is fine, but I hate that. I hate how they use her for fan service. Oh, uh, episode three is even worse in that regard. 
Yeah, it's real I mean, bad. And, um, you know, and the thing about it is that it's it seems. I mean, like okay, I remember this guy. I remember this is the same artist who drew Soul Eater. Right. Yeah. And Soul Eater never got like that, except with, except with like there was like one fan service character. It was like the uh, the yeah. cat, like the the cat witch, you know, who. What so? What is up with him and making the fan service characters cat obsessed? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he must have yeah. a thing for Neko, Neko, Neko. Oh God, um, yeah, it, it just feels really weirdly out of place in Fire Force, um, especially since the other sort of pseudo fan service we get in Episode Two is Maki just, uh, showing off her muscles and just annihilating. Uh, the the two uh, like our two uh, male protagonists. Oh yeah, yeah. Another one of these authors' obsessions, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing in Soul Eater too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not anthropomorphic this time. No. Though. Um, no Excalibur song. I, I do love. I do really like this rival character, though he's fun, um, and it's and and they're not rivals in a way that they like are constantly talking about how much they hate each other. Uh, yeah, it's just I they really have like when they have the conversation. They have the contrasting bunk bed. personalities, and they're kind of each of them are kind of socially awkward in different ways. Yeah, I, I love their I love their bunk bed conversation where like especially near the end where um he like he'll call himself a knight and then a demon will correct him uh, king right <laughs> um and they just they play off each other really well and I I enjoy them interacting. Uh, I also dig Excalibur. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a sucker for Excalibur too. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, like a a plasma sword. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, yeah, so it, it's uh, episodes two and three like had a lot of fun stuff going on, and I also do like that they don't tease the main villain too much. They just get him right in there. Uh, and we get to have a like sort of fight scene with him pretty early on, uh, so I really dig how this show is being paced. Literally, my only problem with any of these episodes was the fan service character. Uh, other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with episode two and three. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I'm going to give these episodes fours. Yeah, definitely. Um. Dr. Stone, episodes two through four, uh, where we revive the d- ultimate primal student or how, what, how, whatever his title is. Um, he's, a, he's a big Tarzan looking dude who can punch lions to death and also wants to kill all the boomers. <laughs> Which... Okay, which he's got, I mean, he actually, for understandable reasons, I'll give him that. Yeah, like, I get it. Um, 
the the ultimate millennial uh killing all the boomers but no it's uh you can kind of understand like why because he doesn't want the society to get ruined again uh but also um i I think it's senku is the smart one senku is the smart one taiju's the dumb one okay good yeah but also like senku is clearly correct that like that dude is way too dangerous (laughs) We need to we need to invent guns so we can take him down because his fists are too strong. We must defeat his fists with the power of guns. Yeah. <laughs> also, they finally revive Yuziriha. Yeah the, the 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 main the main part I didn't like was that was like okay, Taiju. Alright, he's he's finally got a chance to confess to Yuzuria and he doesn't do it. Oh come on. Yeah. Yeah, cause first he's gotta put clothes on her, cause she wouldn't want to revive naked. Oh that's which, not even it. No, dude, I'm talking about episode four. Pretty sure she would not care. <laughs> uh uh, then, then yeah, then they get interrupted by a pride of lions after putting clothes as they discuss putting clothes on the statue but yeah no they i i do like all the sort of um deception senku tries to go through to try and throw uh throw what's his name the primal student off the off the trail of what the actual miracle juice is uh yeah for what it's worth his name is his name is sukasa Sukasa, okay. See if I can remember that. Um, I also just like that this guy is apparently just straight up a shonen level fighting protagonist in a in in a show where like he's kind of the only one who's like that. Like Taiju's Taiju's a big dude, but. Uh, as the show points out, he has never thrown a punch in his life even once. <laughs> he does not know how to fight, and neither do any of our other protagonists. They do not know what the what the hell they're doing. <laughs> right. Um. So it it it's kind of that is kind of like an interesting idea of like what if a shonen protagonist went bad, and the rest of you were not shonen protagonists, essentially. Uh-huh. Um, I, I am curious to see what direction the show goes in, because at this point, I'm really not entirely sure what genre it's going to end up trying to go for. Because, um. uh, like... There is a scenario where I can see this show leaning harder into a shonen fighting style, um, but I, a part of me kind of hopes it doesn't go into that too much. Uh, no, it's it's it, there's there's more science. I I've, okay, I've read good. the I've read the manga, so I, I I do like the sequences where where they'll just essentially. Uh, 
completely leave like the world as we know it and just do like a senku teaching corner like in a laboratory that clearly doesn't exist so he can explain concepts yep um also yuzuriha is I think this is just an issue with the show just really loves to use archetypes, like, deliberately. Um, but right now, Yuzuriha doesn't have, or at least, for the most part, she didn't have a whole lot going for her. But then she got held up by Tsukasa, and she was just like, friggin' do it, I dare you, cut my throat. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> that went in a direction I was not expecting. Yep. That's, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, Yuzuriha, she's got some game. You, under, you understand, yeah, so... you understand why, why uh, Taiju totally loves her. Because she is very lovable. Yeah, I, I really hope she gets more moments like that and she doesn't just fade into the background as girlfriend character uh, um but yeah uh i i enjoy these two episodes um i don't think i enjoyed them as much as the first one um but i still like them quite a bit uh taiju is starting to grate on me uh, uh, though i i will admit um so i'll give these episodes a four i think uh i'm gonna give them fives i am i i i'm i am totally you know, i'm totally on board with the show okay all right. Uh, let's go ahead, and while my connection is still relatively stable, thank God. Um, am am I the only one still here that uh, watched uh, Lord Elmaloy? Oh, I watched it. Or did you watch that as well? Okay. No, cool. that's a, good. I I am totally digging this show. This is this show's great. Hell yeah! The the Necromancer is back, baby. <laughs> the the best character from Fate Apocrypha is here. <laughs> yep. I'm so glad to see him. Uh, but yeah, I I, I did like this uh, series of episodes, um, even though like it really, I, I felt it really only started to super pick up um, on episode um, on episode three, or I guess, I mean technically episode well. four. <laughs> Well, well, okay. So, all right. My take on these episodes is that, like, like the mysteries, like the mysteries, I think have a problem in that they depend upon like knowledge of lore, knowledge of magical lore that we don't have. Yeah. The the thing is, is that even though it on its surface it's a mystery show, it 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 isn't really. Because, like, Waver knows all this stuff, but at no point is the audience able to divine any semblance of ideas from the clues that 
waiver is given like waiver knows what's going on but it's not like it's not like sherlock holmes where you can like take a guess at what's going on based on the information presented to you because literally all the clues are based on shit a magician would know in this universe and fate magic works based on whatever the hell it feels like at the time <laughs> so well <laughs> there there there's really no way for you to, for the audience to actually try and solve the mystery it's more just watching waver be intelligence and you know get get vengeance on all the asshole mages who are looking down on him <laughs> right as like yeah as a mystery they don't really work but as like character pieces as like character pieces these episodes are great because like I mean you get to see like you get to see a lot of different sides of Waver's personality and he's really he's like he's really fun to uh he's really fun to hang around with you know cuz it's like you know unlike like sometimes you know you can see okay he's like you know he's like he's grown up he's learned from like his experiences in Fate Zero and after that and then other times he's still you know got elements of that well uh you know of that like peevish little boy yeah i love episode the start of episode 3 where he's being unusually mean to a student uh, and we come to learn early on in the episode that he's just really upset that his favorite tea shop closed. <laughs> yeah, and right, and so like, and so he basically goes like, he basically goes like hunting monsters in the sewers in order to in order to like keep his favorite tea shop from being closed down. Yeah, uh, I also love episode two, like the final the the sort of final fight in that where um where gray does all her stuff with the scythe uh because it's also filled with you know the the hilarious like bullshit um fate magic style english that we've come to love yep and it's, it's so good uh and then in episode four, we, we, well, in episode three and four, we find out that Waver is trying to enter into the next Holy Grail War, uh, clearly so he can try to resummon Iskandar, um, and, uh, just, I, I love that they introduced that sort of side plot, um, uh, and I also love that, uh, I can't remember her name, but Rin's rival, who we see at the end of who we saw at the end of uh, Fate and the Blade Works. Uh, Luvia. Luvia, yeah, she comes back, uh, which is great. Um, I also really like whenever uh, um, the former El Malloy's uh, sister just relentlessly messes with uh, Waver, particularly in Episode Four. She's like. <laughs> You know, gotta gotta keep the bloodline alive. <laughs> oh right, it's like why are we staying in the same room? It's like, well, you can make children you make children this way and and Waver's like, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I have a husband already. Um 
but yeah, no, I, I, I like the interaction between all these characters. They're very fun to watch do things. So it doesn't really matter that the mysteries don't particularly work well as mysteries. Because I just like seeing them do stuff. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I I really like this show. I, I'm going to give all these episodes five Because Ab- I really enjoy absolutely. them. Absolutely. Hi. Um. Hi, welcome back, Larry. Yeah. Uh, did you have connection problems of your own, or did you just take a break for a uh, second? You haven't looked at your phone, then. No. No. I did not. I was busy talking about waiver. Okay. Oh, there was a missed call. <laughs> there's not that. Uh, there's a, there's a, yeah, everything went dead, so everything's back. Oh. Uh, we, Go. Have you talked about uh, Hokusan yet? <laughs> No, we just finished up Elmanoi, and we were, I uh, was just about to get to uh, um, Okasan Online. So let's talk about, um, uh, do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks? Episode, I watched episode one, because that's all I could really stand to watch. Well, you should have watched episode two, where he puts together his group. Yeah, I was... Yeah, so here's the thing about episode one is that I'm not really sure entirely what I was expecting from this show, but what I wasn't expecting was for the mother character to be so goddamn dull. Um, oh, yes. She is dim. It, it It's real weird because the male protagonist, her son, acts you know, pretty realistically like a dickhead teenager who thinks his parents are lame. And, and yet on the other, on the other end of the equation, we have his mom and she is the most stereotypical infantilized moe blob. Mm -hmm. Like she, she is not at all a real character. So it's hard to take enjoyment from like, because, like, the, the frustrating thing is that this show has, like, an actually pretty good premise where, like, this guy wants to do the typical wish-fulfillment isekai thing. But then he gets what stuck with his mom along the way, who doesn't know anything about video games. Uh, and so, like, you have this dude who just wants to do the wish-fulfillment thing and his just mom and his mom's there not only making it awkward, but also being better than him at the Isekai wish fulfillment. Um, And that's like a really solid premise that you could get a lot of good jokes out of. And occasionally they almost get there. Uh, And there, there are a couple of jokes that worked for me, but for the most part, yeah, but at least in episode one, which is the only one I've watched so far, the mother character is such a like dim-witted moe blob cliche mm-hmm. that the jokes that try to play off her character do not work oh. at all. Like <laughs> when when they did the account joke where they're like, "What do you think an account means?" and she does the like counting on her fingers while saying "ah." I very nearly just ended shut down the episode right there. That joke was so awful. Uh, yeah. Like, they, they, there's, like, I've seen the, I've seen the first four episodes, and 
there's a few good jokes. Uh, there's a few good jokes, and I actually I like the like the way they use the like uh, the character of uh, Shirase, the uh, who's like the like eternally recurring NPC in various incarnations. Yeah, I do appreciate her. Like, I do actually like the NPCs that show up. Like, even the king got a couple chuckles out of me. Even though, like, it was some real, like, real blatant and occasionally lazy lampshading. It, it, at least a little funnier than the mom was. Yeah. Um, well, it, well, the second episode he puts his group together, and I, I don't want... I, you ought to see it, but I, can we spoil it? I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch the interview process, because, like, one of the only, like funny jokes I got out of the mother character in the first episode was her talking about, ah, all women, huh? (laughs) Uh, And saying, and like saying, I should interview them. Uh, Oh, she interviewed That that joke, yeah, that joke and uh, when they first enter the town and like she swings her sword to like make all the NPCs go away. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's just a computer game to her. Like, she she doesn't care <laughs> oh, oh. about attacking NPCs. No, she's, she's uh, she doesn't know how games work. Uh, Those were the two jokes that landed for me. Well, episode 2 is kind of problematic in a different way. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, there's the, uh... Yeah, they, they have the bit with, like, the, uh, the slime that melts clothes. Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. Well, if if two's problematic, three's even worse. Yeah. If, yeah. If I I had problem. a suspicion as well that this show would get a bit edible. Um, because I mean, like one of the first scenes is just the camera focusing on the mom's breast swaying back and forth as she's cooking. Well, okay. Masato's reactions are actually Masato's reactions are actually like pretty realistic he's like he's like thoroughly creeped out by the whole thing so it's not it's not for the reasons i'm thinking (laughs) no he's like yeah because like when he's in this situation he's like ew no this is not this is wrong (laughs) he's like he's not happy at all Uh, okay yeah well and and then you've got you know porta and wise yeah right the uh, uh yeah, they get two party members, one of which is a, uh, let's see, a, a sort of a support character who can, like, craft items and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, and another one is a, uh, is a mage character who, 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 who's got her own mom, who's got her own issues with her mom, because, uh, she's also a player who, like, went in with her mom, uh. Went in with her mom, except her mom, like, turned evil. Yeah, well, you find out about that later. Uh, see, that sounds great to me. Yeah, and, like, and, and poor, well, wait until you see what her mom does, because it, you need to watch Dumbbells and then watch uh, Okasan, and then it all it all rolls together. Yeah, I... I just really wish, at least from the first episode, the show just doesn't do enough interesting stuff with its premise. Like it's just not funny enough, and it doesn't help that the well, that at least Masato's mother is just not a character. Well, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, she's not. Okay. It, well, and then here's the thing. I mean, if you get to, if you want to know, it's like uh, episode three. Discar says that underwear is armor, and make sure your son is well protected. And then the uh, fourth episode. Yeah, that title uh, scared me. Parents, kids are kids, and parents are parents. Um, yeah, this, uh, this, it, these, okay, this show is kind of a, it's a, it's a mixed bag, I gotta say, it's just, it's very uneven, I, yeah, it, it's weird to, fe- it's weird for me to say that I really want to like this show, but, like, after seeing, after seeing what the premise was, like, sort of, at least the, the core idea of it was in that first episode, I really did want to enjoy my time with it. But yeah, it was just so cringy a lot of the time, and not even in like a fan service cringy way, like I'm used to expecting from this sort of thing. It was just like, this is how you're going to portray the mother character. Like this is embarrassing. This writing is embarrassing. Well, oh, yeah. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you a question. Okay, I, I, and if you want to edit this out, that's fine. But if you and your mom got tossed into a game, how would your mom act? Uh, she'd probably be terrified and a little pissed off. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I cannot think of a single mother that I know, whether it's my own or my friend's mother's or even my grandmother. There is no mother I have ever known that would act anywhere close to this. Okay. How, I, how I, 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 I will, I will, acts. I, first episode, I will give you, I, I will give you that. The second episode, like I said, it gets a little better. The third, um, then we get introduced to Wise's mother, who is like, oh my god, where did you find her? And I haven't seen the fourth yet, but Ben has. Yeah, they finish up, they, they, they basically, they fight Wise's mother. So, so, is it just moms, or is are there other, like, are there dads who got brought uh, along as so well? So far, it's no, just moms. Well, seeing okay, that the game, game is mom-based... Everything is Cause, cause, yeah, like mama this okay. and mama that and mama, mama, mama. Because if it, if it were up to me, the way I would do this show is that like all all of the characters brought over had some sort of issues with their parent of some kind. And like it was this like really ill-conceived attempt to try and get children to reconcile with their parents and so, like, some people got brought along with mothers, other got, people got brought along with dads, and just nobody's particularly happy about it, <laughs> but they're they're all forced to deal with it. Uh, but unfortunately, that I don't doesn't think, really you know, seem to I don't, be. I don't think you're going to get that premise. where they're going with it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. yeah so I don't, I don't think that premise is going to hold any water. Oh well. Oh yeah. Also, the uh, let's see. The uh, also the censorship of the fan service uh, resorts to the like bars of light treatment. <laughs> the 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 worst kind of censorship. At the very least, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, do like the the funny like the funny emblems over people, like yeah. the face of your main character or your mascot or something. Or, or, yeah, the, owner, or, or, or the owner of the body part being covered with the, with the thing over it smiling or frowning or whatever. Yeah, like... like yeah. yeah, be clever like, with it. Like, maybe like Shimonetta. A, Shimonetta had the best, had the best use of censorship. 
Because it, cause yeah, it, that show turned real garbage in the back half, but at least it at least had pretty clever censorship. All right. Well, I give the first episode a three, and I don't know what to do about the other two. I, I the the Porta interview in my mind gets a five, but the rest of that episode kind of falls forward. And then getting introduced to Weiss's mom in three was like, oh my god, where did they find her? Well, when they do the quest and the mayor is sitting there describing what the problem is and Weiss is trying to crawl inside her skin and, and pull her uniform over the top of her head we kind of figured out that the person being talked about is her mother anyway, but yeah I'm going to give these ep- I'm going to give the episodes that I've seen twos yeah well like I said I, I, I don't know what to think uh, I like the port to part but yeah, I can maybe with threes and twos and uh, maybe a one. I don't Zero. Fire. Uh, okay. You guys are going to talk about uh, Lord. We already did. We already covered El Meloy. So we're basically done. I, I just uh, loaded Twitter to check if I have anything. Uh, unfortunately, I do not. Uh. Um, so no, no Twitter questions today. Yeah, yeah. It's probably for the best because I don't know if my uh, if if my connection is going to hold out much longer. Yeah. So let's say goodbye. Well, I'll and try this oh, in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I give. Oh, I give. Uh, do you like your mom? Episode one, a two for the two or three good jokes it actually had. Yeah, that's pretty okay. much that's pretty much where I am with it. Well, and I was kind cool. of three, two, oneing, and then four might get a zero, just so I could keep it enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, dear. It, well, uh, this is like I said, this is this is an interesting premise, but I think execution could be a little better, a lot better. See, oh, yeah. I'm looking that it's a light, light based on a light novel and a manga, and they're still both releasing. I don't think they're they're done yet. No, this so is this is this going to be one of these things where we get so far and then it's like we either get an anime only ending or the brakes will come on? No, it, what the okay? Typically, the way light novel adaptations work is that okay, however many seasons they, however many cores they go through, they basically adapt like however many volumes of light novel they can do in that core or two. Uh, so like. So, okay, assuming that, the, like, this is going to be 12 or 13 episodes, they're probably just going to cover, like, the first three or four volumes. And then they'll stop at the end of, like, volume four, volume three or four. And it'll be like, well, if you want to see, if you want to see what happens next, go read the light novels. Practically every right. light novel adaptation is like this. Alright. Um... At least for like you know your standard like isekai, like crappy isekai. Dusty, one. if you think you have enough, con- yeah. if you have enough connection, go ahead and do the ending, and let's get out of here before it crashes, yeah. crashes and burns for good. Oh yeah! In other news, astral, astral. In other news, astral lost in space and given are really good. Really? Okay, I was not expecting that from Astra. Because it seemed kind of generic. No, it's so it's, good to know. it's it's kind of it's got a quirky charm to it. So um, yeah, that that'll be it for this episode of Bachcast. 
as always, you can find show notes, um, or you can ask questions or leave comments or, you know, whatever, on uh, projectharhi.net or at audioentropy.com. Uh, you can also tweet at me at StiltsTheGM. And you can tweet at me at DeafSlinky. 